It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shade Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill. Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Yes, it's a big time Monday. It is Sports X Radio coming your way live 101.5 on the FM side and streaming all over. Your app world at odyssey.com. You can find all of the great shows here on KDWN across the board here. It is a big time Monday, and I'm Chris Wynn in for Ken Thompson and getting a chance to take a look at all the plethora of sports going across the board, folks, because the clock and the calendar has turned to the third month of the year. What does that mean? March that, Madness, folks. That, that means some pumpkins are going to be popping up soon. Pumpkins are popping up, and they've already started <laughs> popping up. And uh, joined by my co-host tonight, the fabulous Mark Hoke, host of the Mark Hoke Show, on your Sunday mornings. And, folks, it was a uh, it was a treat for you wrestling fans yesterday because it was a packed house, my friends, when it came to the Mark Hoke Show with uh, wrestling stars aplenty, Mark, that uh, you had a chance to uh, engage with. And uh, and enjoy the show with right oh, man I, yesterday the, yeah and for the last two and a half weeks I got to tell you it has probably been the most fun I've had as a wrestling fan in my life just an unbelievable time got to thank Impact Wrestling for sending uh, sending us Chris Bay Deanna Perazzo mm-hmm. Jay Vidal um, you know, between here and you know, Sports X Radio and my show uh, the Vegas Toy Show got me set up with Sergeant Slaughter that there's footage of me. Being attacked by Sarge, I was I was Cobra clutched. Did you hold your own? Were you up there? Oh, you, I, I. By the way, you're, were you holding time, steady, my friend? That whole that time, I did not tap out. <laughs> you did. I did not tap out. You weren't reaching for. You weren't reaching no, for uh, a little no, felt or a little a little mm-hmm. action. No, no steel chairs. No nothing. Yes. Now the second one that we did, where there was a picture of me, mm-hmm. I tapped out, but only because I was asked to do it. Oh, okay, but I want, but I got to thank, but I got to thank the Vegas Toy Show gang. Steve Johnston was awesome. Sergeant Slaughter, his manager, Paul, just uh, unbelievable. Had a great time. And then you mentioned uh, yesterday we had Lights, Camera, Faction from Future Stars of Wrestling. And those guys were just on AEW uh, Dark Elevation. All four of them in here, which was pretty interesting. And they 
Well, three of them have gold. One of them has a cash in the case. Okay. Kind of like money in the bank. You know, we get the money in the bank contract case. Well, he's got a cash in the case. So he can cash in on somebody, too. And of course, but the thing is, the thing is for Action Braxton is his the, ch- the champion right now is his member of White's camera faction, Ice Williams. So what do you do? Hey. Sounds like some drama created, my friend. It's a That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like a little action coming their way. Yeah, you know, and and Frisco and Watson are the tag team champions. But I, but I got to say, they're all really great guys, Mm -hmm. and we had a blast with them. I guess you you heard the show, so thank you for listening. And you know, they're they're on their way. Yes, and that's one of the really cool things about you know, I do a lot of work with Future Stars of Wrestling. They're they are an independent promotion, but they're one of the best ones around, and they have been sending guys to the big time AEW and WWE all over the place lately, and I'm telling you, those four, and it's really hard to get a faction to move up together, but somebody's going to be really lucky when they sign those guys because they are, they are fantastic. That's great stuff. Catch Mark Hoke, the Mark Hoke Show, 8 a.m., right, on Sundays. Correct. To uh, get all of your professional wrestling and uh, everything across the board. Oh, and Chris, by the way, got to mention, too. Yes. Real fast. Yeah. I got approved. I'm going to WrestleMania. There it is. Going to L.A., Hollywood for Hoax. Little road trip Woo! for the hoaxster so as he heads down to Southern California. Yeah, so we're going to do, uh, we are going to be doing a show down there as well. The Grinch, Ken Thompson's old stomping grounds, my friend. Yeah, I can't Down wait. there in SoCal. Can't wait. He fits so. right in. Even though he's a Jersey guy, he still fits right in down there in SoCal. So I, I get to point at the WrestleMania yeah. sign. That's good stuff, Awesome. Man. Yeah. We're live from the PSBR live studios here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. All kinds of action going on across the board, folks. There's already been some teams that have punched their ticket mm-hmm. to March Madness and the big dance as some of the smaller conferences right around the country have had their championship games. And tonight, it has gone down in the Big Sky Championship. Montana moves on the Grizzlies 83-74 over Idaho State. So they will be in the big dance as well, too. You can also look at the Horizon League Championship has come to a conclusion. Northern Kentucky, 75-63 over Youngstown State in that conference. So they will be headed to the big dance. Furman, earlier on ESPN tonight, 88-79, a winner over Tennessee Chattanooga in the SoCon Championship. The Summit League had Oral Roberts with a five-point win over St. Thomas, Minnesota, 70-65 the final there. In the Sun Belt, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, Mark Hoke. They are going to the big dance, 71-66 the final in the Sun Belt Championship there over South Alabama and UNC Wilmington. It took OT, folks, in this tilt, 79-73 the final over Hofstra in the CAA Championship. You had McNeese. Uh, formerly McNeese State, Joe Dumars, a great point guard for my Detroit Pistons back in the 1980s and 90s. McNeese moving on after winning the Southland Conference. Or, excuse me, no, second round. Yeah, it is gotta, not a done yeah, deal you, yet. Yeah, you got McNeese, a couple there. Yes, your your big bad. sky is not in the final yet. I'm either. flying through here, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm flying that, through. That's so. okay. That's okay. Yeah, we're, we got second round action there. And you've got the quarterfinal, and the big sky went down with uh, with Sacramento State. And Weber State is in progress right now. Weber State is up on them. And uh, you got other matchups as well too that are in semifinals, the second round. So I'm not gonna not gonna lay out every single score oh. when it comes to those, but do have to point out, right, Mark? Mm-hmm. All the action going on here in Vegas, it's crazy. Yeah. All these conferences going down. But but, uh, but I got to throw one more score out that yes. you have missed at this point. Okay. In the other Summit League semifinal, mm-hmm. the team with no seniors who endured playing Arkansas and Kansas and a lot of big dogs, right now. 
with 3.32 to go. The North Dakota State Bison out in front of South Dakota State in that semifinal, 81-62. to 62. Oh, boy. So the Bison may so, be getting so a Mark shot Hope, to spoil that already, all season. So, Mark, there's already another team that's sweating that's on the bubble right now, you're telling me. There's another team that's I, already going to be well, sweating. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, Earl Roberts is, I think they're a little bit of a paper, paper tiger. Okay. But this is going to be, and NDSU got killed by them the last time they played them. Mm-hmm. But, so I, w- I would be betting Oral Roberts, but be careful because the Bison have found their stride. Okay, there so you go. just be ready. So get ready for a big Summit League final coming yeah. up. You've got Sorry, the sem- I had to get that in. No, no worries. In the Summit League, by the way, you do have the semifinals going on too as well. You've got Cleveland State up big at halftime, 46-28 right now over Milwaukee, and you've got the... Yeah, and as as uh, you thought, you just you, you mentioned uh, North Dakota State just waxing, waxing South Dakota State right now, folks. See ya. Waxing them. 70, Kill the wabbit. Seventy-one fifty-one right now in the Summit League semifinal. There. Oh, I got well, eighty. Too. I got eighty-one sixty-two. Somebody's got right somebody's now, got buddy. a rooting interest in this game, don't yeah, they? I, do. I, I, I could be wrong. Boy, but, that's a that's a bad loss for Milwaukee if they uh, they blow that game too because they should have been at least headed to the final in that. No doubt. So in the CAA championship semifinal, you've got Towson and Charleston in a, t- in a uh, matchup with Charleston up 64-55. With there's little under six minutes left in that game in the second half. And uh, New Orleans and South Louis- East Louisiana, second-round game in the Southland. There is just a minute left in that game. It's 77-70 right now, New Orleans on top. The action here in Vegas, as I pointed out, you've got tournaments all over the place, right, Mark? Yeah. I mean, come on now. You've oh, got West this Coast Conference going on right now. You have you have action going on right now. You have, you know, two of the better teams in that conference with St. Mary's and BYU going at it. Later on tonight, you'll have Gonzaga taking on the Dons of San Francisco in the nightcap there at the Orleans Arena. Myself, I had a chance to head out with some media members here in Las Vegas to the Mountain West women's side of things mm-hmm. yesterday, sir, and uh, it was uh, it was absolutely uh, super cool just to see everything getting rolling, baby. You see the atmosphere, you see the setups with the Mountain West Conference over there at the Thomas and Max Center. You have the WAC, the uh, the Western Athletic Conference is here as well, too. Teams like Southern Utah and others that will be playing at the Orleans Arena once the West Coast Conference tournament uh, comes to its conclusion tomorrow night in the championship game. And then, of course, you have the Pac-12 championship going down at the uh, T-Mobile Arena all week long. And so that's going to oh. be the action coming from the Pac-12 which is on the you know in the marquee arena, basically in town in, at the fortress. Of course, we also have the Big West in town. They are out at the Dollar Loan Center, uh, Mark at uh, in Henderson. Man, so and, you and, have Big the, West action all over the and place. And the Pac-12 women's tournament is here too. And the Pac-12 women's tournament Man. is here as well too. So and and by the way, the women's side on most of these tournaments are here in Vegas. So it's super cool to see that all the action going down in college basketball, and uh, we'll keep you abreast. Of these scores right now, it is super late, Mark Hoke, in that matchup between the Gales and the BYU Cougars. It's seventy-five sixty-nine. St. Mary's with just eight seconds remaining. So it looks like the Gales will once again be headed to the championship game. I've covered that conference and those that conference tournament, Mark, for the last six seven years. Yeah, a lot of times, my friend. Not going to lie to you, a lot of times. St. Mary's and Gonzaga are facing each other in that championship game. It's not a surprise if it happens again this no, year. No, but I, but I will say the one, I think the one big event that happened in this tournament uh, was Santa Clara losing 
expected to be possible at large, right, Mark? You know, the bubble's a little weak. I kind of had a chance to really go through it and Mm -hmm. be able to fine-tooth comb. And Santa Clara had a shot. Yes. But losing to San Francisco in the first round of the tournament, not going to cut it. No. That, That will probably end their season at least going to the NCAs, they'll they'll be they'll be an NIT team, and they're they're yeah. a good club. But uh, that that one stung. They they needed to at least get to the semis and well, have a good showing. So exactly checking the scoreboard as well too. Lots of action in the NBA as well as the NHL. Toronto and Denver going at it right now in the fourth quarter, and it is a tight one. One fourteen, one thirteen. The Nuggets on top at home up there in the Mile High City. You got a matchup at halftime. Pelicans are in Sacramento taking on the Kings. 59 all in that tilt. Earlier finals in Cleveland. The Cavaliers get it done 118-114 over the Boston Celtics. Mark Hoax, Philadelphia 76ers. Also, eking one out in a high-scoring affair, my friends. Who play, what, what is going what on is here? What is up with these scores? 280, or excuse me, 290 points in this game. 147 to 143 is the final. That's a charity basketball game I'm not right looking there. At the, Come on. Mark, I'm not looking at the box score right now, but there's got to be a ton of guys with like 30, 28, 35 points in this game. Embiid, it's crazy. Embiid, 42, 5, and 3. Halliburton for Indiana, 43, and 16. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, a team that has been losing left and right throughout the past two, three months, my Detroit Pistons. It's been really rough going, oh. folks. Uh, they were at home tonight against the Portland Trail Blazers. They go down once again, 110-104, the final there. And the Miami Heat get it done at home. Another high-scoring affair, 130-128 to against the Atlanta Hawks in that tilt with uh, obviously the the change at the head coaching position with the Atlanta Hawks, uh, something that people are taking a look at. Yeah, and you know, Chris, on these high scoring games, I mean, you know, you and I, when growing up, we saw you know the games were usually in the one hundreds to one tens, mm-hmm. and then we went into the era of death with your Pistons and the Knicks and everybody, and the games were like eighty five, eighty. Exactly. There was that period but, of time, right? Eastern Conference where it was just oh, knockdown, drag out, defensive battles. And now, what is going on? Has everybody forgotten how to play defense in the NBA? I mean, this is ridiculous. And and the you know, and the fun part's gonna be is that when you get to the playoffs, the teams that can finally figure out how to, you know, really clamp it down should be able to break that curve and be the ones that advance, I would think. You know, it's you do something different, you know, to get through. Like when you had the low scoring times, you know, the teams that could actually put up 110 were the ones that got it done. And now these guys are putting up these 120s, 130s, even the 140s, like we see tonight. Man, if somebody can just crack down and say you're not, you're 105 is your line. That's that's a championship defense this year. No question about it. And uh, I would think that once the playoffs start to roll around, you might see some more better defense being played when it comes to the NBA. I hope so. But, hey, who knows? We'll see. It's Sports X Radio coming away live on a big-time Monday. I'm Chris Wynn along with Mark Hoke. On the other side, we'll get to the NHL scoreboard also. We'll close out some of these college basketball finals as we roll towards the late-night action in college basketball and much, much more. Chris Wynn, Mark Hoke, coming your way on a big-time Monday. It's Sports X Radio 101.5 on the FM side and on the Odyssey app all over your World Wide Web.
Marco coming us back with some uh, always the big time tunes, baby. A little ryth- rhythmics as we uh, get SportsX Radio rolling on a big time Monday. Chris Wynn along with Marco here live from Las Vegas, the uh, the PSBR live studios as we uh, check out all the March Madness going on and uh, all the big stories across the world when it comes to uh, the sports world. There's, there's a ton coming out of the National Football League. We're going to jump on to a couple of them here in a few minutes. But your health and the health of those you love has never been more important, folks. It's on our minds. So get peace of mind when you visit Preventive Diagnostic Center. They have the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart and lung disease. Call Preventive Diagnostic Center now to to schedule your free educational consultation at 702-534-7900 and tell them Ken Thompson from SportsX Radio sent you. He did a scan, and he's glad that he did, folks. He got information on his heart, overall health, and a... It's stuff that he would never have known. The comfortable scan only took minutes, and he got a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. And another great thing, if you have a spouse, significant other, they are absolutely free. Go as a couple, take the one you love to get answers before there are signs or symptoms. You both get a heart CT scan with calcium score for only $125. That's a $600 value per person. You pay one twenty-five. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind when you take charge of your health. Call Preventive Diagnostic Center now, 702-534-7900. Chris Wynn, Mark Hoke, holding it down for Ken Thompson on your big-time Monday. College hoops across the country going strong right now. Also, the NHL scoreboard looks pretty solid as well. You've got Chicago, the Blackhawks, absolutely lambasting the Ottawa Senators at home there in the United Center uh, five nothing right now with just under six minutes left oh. in the third period, Mark. So it looks like the Black Sox are going to get a W there. That stinks on ice. It does stick on ice. <laughs> and you got the end of one period in Los Angeles. No score between the Capitals and the Kings there. Current action right now also at the end of the first period. you got Vancouver at home taking on Nashville 2-1 the score there. Finals. Edmonton gets the win in Buffalo over the Sabres. 3-2 the final. San Jose. Picks up a rare victory, this time in Winnipeg, against the Jets. 3-2 the final there. Also, that game went to OT, though, as the Sharks were able to get the tally in the extra time. Another final from Dallas. The Calgary Flames get a win. 5-4 the final over the Dallas Stars in that one as well, too, rounding out the scoreboard in the NHL. As we pointed out, we get to some of the finals. St. Mary's moves on to the championship of the West Coast Conference. They get the win 76-69 that final over the BYU Cougars. And the matchup coming up in uh, just a matter of minutes as Gonzaga, who right now is the number nine team in the country, and along with St. Mary's, is uh, it was pretty close as far as uh, odds to win this tournament, Mark, mm-hmm. as between Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Gonzaga is going to take on the Dons of San Francisco with a 20-13 and 13 record on the season in the other semifinal matchup down at the Orleans Arena here in Las Vegas. You know, and I think everybody is really sleeping on Gonzaga. I really do. And, I, you know, St. Mary's is a great team, too, and they split this year. I think Gonzaga is going to – the experience is going to win out and they're going to win this tournament. But – I would not want to play them in this NCAA tournament, especially as crazy as this season has been. You kind of feel like an experience factor is going to be the thing that could carry you through when all other factors are even. Well, you, so so no I'm not going to be surprised it. to see Gonzaga in the Final Four. I really won't. There's absolutely no doubt about it, Mark Hoke. But here's the thing, right? With Gonzaga, they've always they've been to the NCAA tournament, and they're essentially a blue blood at this point, right? When you're talking about teams out of the West Coast, 
that are blue bloods. Gonzaga is going to be talked about as one. They're at least a purple blood, my friend. Okay, oh. they're at least a purple blood. We'll now, that sky, being said— I'll give, him a, I'll give him a sky blue. Yes, kinda. but Mr. Hoke, here's the thing. They've always been the bridesmaid in the NCAA tournament. They have not won a national championship yet. Yeah, there's been multiple times where Gonzaga has been right there on the doorstep to the national championship game and have been right there but just have not been able to close the deal. So you make a solid point, and it's, it's absolutely – you nail it when you talk about that this is a team you don't want to face come the big dance. But, you know, until they win a championship, they're still going to be looked at as, you know, that, that big-time team from that little conference – that's playing in the in in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, they're a fascinating team, but you know you've got you've got Timmy still there, and I just I I, I want to wait to see the brackets right before I would sit there and say anybody's making this Final Four. But they're a fascinating team with a great coach, and you know sometimes, and and I've been on actually you know I could tell a high school story I won't, but sometimes that team that you don't think is the one that can get the job done Yes, is the one that plays closer together, is more tight-knit, and finds a way to finish the job. Not saying Gonzaga's going to win the national championship, but they they will be in the mix of this tournament, I think. And a little really bit later good. in the show, we're going to dive into some bubble teams, what we think the bracket's going to kind of look like, right, Mark? Oh, Give some uh, some of our long shots, some of our teams that not so much, not so many long shots. This is really one of those years. When you talk about college basketball, Mark, where you could take a, a serious look at the field when the field's set, or even now when, you, when there's teams that you already know that are going to be in the field. And there's probably around a dozen teams that you could make a case could win a national championship. I might even go deeper than that. Exactly. I which, might even go deeper Which is than kind that. of the point, right, with, with, with this season, where you have a lot of parity out there uh, you know, of teams that have a shot to cut down the nets at the end of the NCAA tournament. So it's, it's going to be fascinating as uh, you and I take a look at some of those teams, we'll break it down a little bit. But you brought up brackets, right? This is a sport that doesn't have brackets until you get to the NFL what? playoffs. Oh, okay, there we go. But you have to have a bracket yes, at some point. But but when it comes to this this part of the season, it's the off season, and there is always big news, right, Mark? When it comes to oh. the National Football League, and today there was some uh, some big time news that dropped, especially here in Raider Nation. We're here in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders have a couple of players that made the news today with respect to, and in the last couple of days, I should say, with respect to this team. Former Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr right, has agreed to a four-year contract with the New Orleans Saints, the team announced today. Financial terms were not disclosed, but sources told ESPN that Carr agreed to a deal that could potentially be up to worth $150 million, include $100 million in guarantees. You will receive $60 million fully guaranteed at signing another $10 million once he starts wow. year three of the year. Pretty good being a quarterback in the National Football League right about now, right, Mark Hope? Man, I'll tell you. When it comes to Derek Carr and other quarterbacks yeah, out there. There's some other big numbers out there, too, but that's that. I, I think that's a really good fit for Derek, too. Mm-hmm. I really do. You, a lot of people were thinking he might be going to the Jets. New York might have been tough for him. I, I, I just Something tells me he's not a New York kind of guy. So getting to go to New Orleans where there's not going to be as much pressure – but there's a lot of talent around that team. I, I think around him. I think he's going to be all right. I, that's. I think it's a great pickup for the Saints. Talk about those numbers, Mark. Check this oh, out. Twenty eight point five million signing bonus. Right. One point five million fully guaranteed salary in two thousand twenty three. Thirty million 
fully guaranteed Jeez. in 2024. $40 million salary for 2025, which $10 million becomes fully guaranteed in March of next year and the remainder of uh, March 2025. $50 million salary for 2026, which is not guaranteed, though. So, And we know how the NFL works. Yeah. If, he, if it gets to the point where he's expendable at that point, they will ship him out. The Saints, Mark, finished 7-10 to last season. They were among three teams, really, that were focused – with Derek Carr, including the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers, as you mentioned, uh, that pursued Carr for several weeks in this situation. So the suspense is gone. We know where Derek Carr is going to go now, but what does that also mean? It also means what are the Las Vegas Raiders going to do at quarterback? And the speculation has already started today, sir. It's already started. People are talking about Jared Stidham is going to be the bridge quarterback next season and they're going to just draft a quarterback in the, in the, in the 2023 draft coming up in just a matter of, of, of weeks. That, is that something you think, Mark, look, you, you're, you're a Philadelphia Eagles guy. I'm a Detroit Lions guy. So we can kind of look from the outside looking in at what Raider Nation is going to think about the approach to the quarterback position here yeah. in Las Vegas. But do you think Raider Nation is going to be down for that? Down for a little Jared Stidham action? No. Maybe for all next year? No. Until they get that draft pick on board, you know, uh, up to speed, so to speak. Well, I, for this team, they, they they may have to depending on who it is. And if you're looking at the draft board right now, where they're at, uh, they're picking seventh. So they're probably not. They're not going to see Bryce Young. They're not going to see C.J. Stroud. So you're probably looking at a Will Levis, which is not my pick, but a guy that really had a great combine, Anthony Richardson, who is someone that I was really impressed with. I think he has the tools to be a, a, a special quarterback. I really do. I I, I remember watch, I watched the Florida-Florida State game, and he was amazing. I, I, I really like him, and I think of the Raiders – decide that that's the route that they want to take. I think they've got an electric guy coming into camp if they if they make that pick. You talked about the kid from Kentucky. Mel, Mel Kiper loves this kid. This kid will. He loves him. Yeah. He, he's already talked about him as if he is the already number one NFL ready quarterback. All the, all those quarterbacks in the draft. He's already talked about it in that way. I don't know about that. I, I I would tend to disagree a little bit, as you know, as much as I hate to disagree with you know Mel the uh, the all knowing Mel Kuyper. But uh, I sense a twinge of sarcasm. Exactly. That. But that being said, I think the kid does have potential. But there is no realistic expectation that any of these draft picks, even Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or any of them, or Anthony Richardson, who had a monster combine, who everyone's talking about after the combine because of all the me- measurables that he just blew through and was unreal, right? Those guys, any of those guys, there isn't an expectation that they're going to take off in year one, right, and and be some type of franchise quarterback that is going to just displace the guy that's there now, even a Jared Stidham. So it's going to be interesting, to say the least, to see what the Raiders do from that perspective as far as the quarterback position. As far as the running back position, Marco, Two uh, high-profile running backs got the franchise tag after essentially career years. In, in Dallas with the Cowboys, 
Pollard is going to be franchised by the Dallas Cowboys, so he'll earn just a bit over $10 million next year for Dallas. And, of course, here in Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs, after leading the NFL in rushing yards and having over 2,000 all-purpose yards, also gets the franchise tag here in Las Vegas with the Raiders. So you got him back for another year, you know, and – We'll see if they even do what their negotiations are as far as a long-term deal with him. But uh, your thoughts regarding Josh Jacobs back in the mix here for the Las Vegas Raiders. May may I just say that the Raiders brass made a little bit of a boo-boo not uh, not extending that contract and getting him signed. That That will be costly. That will be very costly. If you think about what they could have probably done on a contract for him last year, whoops. Whoops and double whoops. And they <laughs> they seem to be just I mean, I'm not a Raiders big Raiders fan, and I try not to be mean about the hometown team, but boy, they are just slipping up right and left, it seems like. And and it's and it's not like they're major slip ups, but it's it's kind of a, a composite, you know what I mean? A lot of little things, a lot of little errors that they're they're making when they've been building these teams. And you know, I, and I can only imagine, for example, how De- Devontae Adams is feeling right now. No question, he can't. He can't be happy, and he's probably running into the office saying, "You better get Aaron Rodgers in here right now. I'm not going to be happy." I, it, there's, there's, it's just a lot of little pieces that just don't seem to go together. You know, it's like a blurry puzzle. And the whole Aaron Rodgers situation is kind of hilarious to me. You know, the whole dark retreat and. I think it's making up cool, your mind. Actually. No, I mean it's no, I, no. I, just, I said it was hilarious. That doesn't mean it's not cool. I just, I, it's yeah. just, it's just, it seems like it's textbook Aaron Rodgers, right? You would absolutely expect him to take this kind of approach in this given situation. And uh, there's a lot of teams out there that are still holding out hope. Mark Hoke, the, the teams like the New York Jets, who you know are out now on the Derek Carr situation. The Jets, absolutely. That would be their ideal setup is to get an Aaron Rodgers in New York with the Jets, with that team. Uh, there's other teams as well, too, that, that and the Las Vegas Raiders happen to be one of them when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, the reunion, right, of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers here in Las Vegas. That possibility is just absolutely making people drool all over the place in Raider Nation. But uh, that being said, quarterback situation there. There's, it's still up in the air with regards to Baltimore, right? Baltimore has a decision to make. I hear they're going to franchise. The I think I read stories they're going to franchise tag him. Yeah, but the, but, Lamar, but so. the big deal is right. What kind of uh, what kind of uh, uh, tag do they put on him, right? Because the, there's the tag where they what they lose the two the two first round draft picks, right? Or they get two first round draft picks. I'd have to look at that. And then, then there's sure. yeah, and then there's the money situation, and then there's what. You know, Lamar Jackson's been saying about Baltimore the whole time, right? Like, it's it basically, as me, a lay, as somebody on the outside looking in, it, it seems like he doesn't want to play there. You know, it, no, it seems it like he is almost in his head, Mark, that he's done with the Baltimore Ravens. So, look, it may not play out that way in reality, but it really does feel like that uh, he has that going down. Another quick note before we go to our second break. Seattle Seahawks, right? Oh. Comeback player of the year. Is heading back to Seattle, sir. And it's a lot of money, Mark Hope. It is a lot of coin. Geno Smith, three years, $105 million with the Seattle Seahawks. Had a tremendous season a year ago. 
105 million includes 52 million dollars in the first year. How about you want to talk about Josh D- Jacobson running backs having big? How about how about Geno Smith and the year he had in Seattle and how know, much of a windfall it was for him? He's only I think he's only made about 27 million dollars in his career. Really, I did not know that. Ish, something like that. That's crazy. In the last few years, but yeah. yeah, he has he just made more money in that one contract than he's done the whole way. And Geno Smith, it, money many people might not even realize this. He's exactly the same age as Derek Carr. Essentially, they're both thirty two years old. Yeah, uh, he was one of the biggest surprises, obviously, the two thousand twenty NFL season comeback player of the year. Had a tremendous year, and uh, won the starting job, obviously, when the Russell Wilson trade went down to the Denver Broncos. So good for him. And good for the Seahawks uh, sticking with him. It's Sports X Radio coming away live here on a big time Monday. I'm Chris Wynn along with Mark Hoke holding down the fort for Ken Thompson, the Grinch, out tonight. He'll be back tomorrow night, though, as uh, we continue to monitor what's going down. We're going to get into uh, little NBA stories as well, too, because we have some breaking news coming, obviously, from the Memphis Grizzlies and what's going on there with their star guard and also much, much more as we continue here on your Big Time Monday. Sports Extra Radio coming away live on a big-time Monday. Chris Wynn along with Mark Hoke, 101.1 on the FM side. Find us on the Odyssey app all over the World Wide Web. It's just outstanding talking some college basketball, March Madness in full swing, and uh, all the news around the sports world as well, too, and Mark Hoke and I breaking it down and, and giving some opinions. And uh, we always love the interaction when it comes to social media as, as well, too. You can find Mark at the Mark Hoke Show on Twitter. You can find me at Christian Wynn on Twitter. You can find Ken Thompson at uh, Ken Thompson on Twitter as well, too. And also at SportsX Radio, you can find all of us. As uh, I'm always tagging SportsX Radio and everything that I do bouncing around town, Mark. You have no life. I, I don't. But oh. I, you know what? I do have a life. I do have a life about sports. When you, it comes to sports, I am, I am tooling around town and partaking in a big way, my hey, friend. By the way, later on we do the college basketball. Are yeah. we going to pick the Big Ten tournament? Uh, absolutely, <laughs> we're going to absolutely pick the Big Ten tournament, and we're going to pick the SEC tournament, and we're going to pick the, we're gonna, and we're going to look at the ACC tournament, and we're going to look at yes, all the Power Five conferences, right, and even the Mountain West. Yes, the Mountain West is not a Power Five; it is, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a decent sized conference, and it's obviously local, so we're going to be talking about it. But uh, yeah, in the second hour, my friend, we're going to be diving deep when it comes to all things college hoops. The next guy we're about to talk about, though, oh. did play at a mid-level school. Didn't play at a big-time school. He played at a mid-level school. I'm talking, of course, about Memphis Grizzly star John Morant, Mark. Uh, some news coming out of Colorado, actually, where the Grizzlies were up there playing the Denver Nuggets, uh, you know, just a matter of, what, 48 hours ago. And uh, apparently Colorado police are investigating John Morant after he had an Instagram live video in which he was brandishing a weapon, apparently, in a Denver-area nightclub. The Glendale Police Department confirmed it, Mark. The incident took place at a bar in Glendale, a small enclave, surrounded by uh, Denver, known for its, you know, known for its uh, shopping centers and other entertainment aspects. Uh, a source told ESPN it happened at uh, Shotgun Willie's, is the name of the place. Yeah, Shocker. <laughs> That's a, and, uh, that works. Apparently, uh, Colorado, look, is an open-carry state. Although there are expectations in the law, the problem for for 
for John Moran is, though. The NBA has very strict guidelines when it comes to when you're traveling with the team and when you're doing what's called basketball-related activities. You're not supposed to be able to have uh, any firearms on you at any time because there's, you know, the, the idea is there's, you know, adequate security protecting these teams and protecting these players. So uh, I would I would expect that is one of the major reasons for it. And, uh, yeah, the NBA rules prohibit a player, essentially, from possessing a firearm while on team property or traveling on team business is the actual, you know, verbiage that's used. And in the video live streamed by John Morant, Mark, it's uh, clear whether he's intoxicated or not, but others are shown drinking as well, too. Uh, that you're branching a firearm, that's another no-no when it comes to, you know, if you have firearms on you as far as, uh, you know, as far as being intoxicated or drinking alcohol, it's not a good thing. So, Mark, look, we're going to be talked about by the youngsters, you and I, as being old heads and, and, you know, kind of talking down to the youngsters. But come on, man, what is going on? This is a guy, John Morant, who's, look, for all intents, for for, uh, everything that I've heard, since he's come into the NBA, seems like a really good kid. You know, seems like a guy who's got a, a good head on his shoulders. It was, you know, he's someone who has been able to persevere and make it to the NBA and be one of the one of the top guys in the NBA. And it seems like in, 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 this is a Memphis Grizzlies team. I believe they're second in the Western Conference right now in the standings. They are absolutely in the mix when it comes to a team that can win a championship. And he's one of the leaders of the team, if not the leader, and is the franchise player. But how do you allow this to happen? How do you get yourself in this type of situation? How do you put yourself in this type of situation? Youngster, you know, I, you know, I, I know I sound like the old guy, but, like, it, it, it doesn't seem I, – I don't understand how people make mistakes like this and make choices like this when you're in the position you're in. And it, it, for something as, as, you know, fruitless as this, you know, as meaningless as this is, it doesn't make any sense to me, Mark. Could I – Cross the generations for a second yes. and give you the other rule that the NBA generally has. It's kind of an unwritten rule. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything stupid. Exactly. That, that, that you just crosses, simplified it, right? You, you just broke it down simple for thing. us. You did. Why, as an NBA player, are you in a nightclub brandishing a gun? Why do you even have, look, you know, I, and I get guys would feel safer carrying a gun and that, and I know technically it's against the rules, but you know, you may feel you need to protect yourself, but man, you can't, why are you putting it on a video and, and acting like you're some sort of big shot? And I mean, just dumb. And, you know, Josh just had that other thing too, where he was playing basketball, I guess it is at his court or something and punched a, like a 17 year old kid. Yeah. He punched He's, a minor, right? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what's going on with that dude, but Ja, you better pull it back here. I mean, that yeah, I hate to see guys, you know, Chris, you and I would kill. Probably, well, I might not kill somebody, but I, 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 I might cobra clutch him a little bit. It's good you clarified those comments, right? I, I might right? cobra clutch him a little yes. bit to be in the position to be a guy like him. Oh, no question and, about and it. I have that it's, dream. It's a blessed and, life, right? It's and, blessed. And you're sitting there doing all this kind of crazy stuff and jeopardizing it? What What are you thinking? And, and, the, and the worst part is his team's in a it's going to be in a dogfight to go to the NBA Finals, and now you get this. You, and the just, way he, they found no. out about it too, it's just stupid how how this was. You know, it wasn't like there was some huge. Uh, you know, the captain of the police department, right, told the AP that the police didn't receive any calls or complaints about this whole situation. The reason they found out is because they learned about the video because it circled online and went it went viral. So it's all over 
social media. So you're 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 just an idiot. You know, like what are you what are you doing? And now John ja Morant. Mark is away from the team as the NBA conducts its investigation. The Grizzlies have not given a definite timeline for his return. Coach Taylor Jenkins talked today and yesterday before Memphis' loss to the LA Clippers. They're in Los Angeles. They play the Clippers on Sunday. They'll play the Lakers tomorrow night. But it appears that John Morant, and, and from the verbiage that John Morant has used, he's like forcing himself to take some time away. The Clippers just suspended for, I think, for two games. But then he, but John Moran has like voluntarily said, "I'm going to step away because I need to reevaluate my life." Because look, apparently he's going through some issues, and that's fine. That's fine to be going through some issues. But uh, just kind of the whole way this thing went down, and and the way you get busted is just foolish to me. Well, you know, it you does. Know. I, do, I don't understand it. And it's it, it just because you're you're out on the town, like you can't conduct yourself in a way which is not going to get you. You know, in deep doo doo with with the not only the NBA but possibly with law enforcement. I mean, it's just it's just it's just foolish. And what I don't get is with with professional athletes mm-hmm. is you've got people around you. Right. I mean, number one, you got a team that tells you don't do this, don't do that. You got a league that says don't do this, don't do that, and you still do it. And you got to have. You know, you got to have friends around you too. I mean, Chris, if I saw you were doing something incredibly stupid, you know, like you know, run around naked in the Odyssey parking lot, yeah. I'd be like, before you get busted, I'd be like, Chris, what are you doing? And yes. get your butt in here. Exactly. Yeah. And before you put your phone up and show everybody you're running around naked in the Odyssey parking lot. You'd be, you'd be but doing, that's what a friend You'd be doing does. some reeling in action, wouldn't you, Mark? That's well, what you'd be doing. You'd be reeling, not, reeling not, me in. Not much to reel in, but keeping you know. my, Keeping myself <laughs> under control. That's what you would do. Yeah, but but that's what friends should be doing. And you're out at a nightclub and you gotta you got to look at your friend and say, hey, you know, you're an NBA star. Maybe you shouldn't do that. And look, this is an this is a team in the Memphis Grizzlies, Mark. Right? When I mean, you look at this season, they've been kind of, I think, accused is the right word. They've been accused by other teams of having an image of this and a feeling about themselves, like they've already won a championship, right? They already like they already have cachet. They don't. The Memphis Grizzlies haven't won anything in this nope. league. They have no reputation whatsoever. Yeah, do they have some young players that are talented and that you know could absolutely lead them to a championship someday? Without question, absolutely they do. But the fact of the matter is, is it's still a organization that needs to get to the mountaintop, right? They need to actually do something and get there. And John Morant's going to be a huge part of that. So they have to. He has to find a way to get himself straightened out and get himself in a place mentally where he can come back and and be productive. And and look, I I don't anticipate this is going to be anything that's major, right? I don't think it's going to be anything that's uh, like monstrous. But as I pointed out, right now they're the number two team in the Western Conference. You've got I wouldn't call it a long jam by any stretch, but you do when it comes to the teams that are, that have a chance of the playoffs is a long jam because you got you know the Nuggets are seven games ahead of everybody else. And then you've got the Grizzlies who are seven games back of them. And then you've got a, a bunch of teams that are, you know, 12, 13, and 14 games uh, going down to the 10th spot with the Utah Jazz. So uh, it's much more jumbled in the East, right, Mark, when you yeah, take a look at the Eastern Conference. There's no room to play in the, in the There's West. no room in the I mean, East. You, you one, one bad streak, mm-hmm. and you go from third to 10th, and just how tight that is. Yes, the Milwaukee so, Bucks, right, they, sitting at the top. And then you've got the Celtics, Sixers, and Cavaliers right within two and a half, three, three and a half games of each other uh, going down. And then the Knicks at, at eight games back. And then those uh, plethora of teams 
between six and ten that will be yeah that will be actually doing it. So it's Sports X Radio coming your way. One hour in the books, another hour on the way. Chris Wynn, Mark Hoke, rolling you through on a big time Monday. You want to talk some college basketball, or you want to hear about some college basketball? Here's some more stuff going down. In the 9 o'clock hour, it's coming your way. 101.5 on the FM side. Find us on the Odyssey app streaming. And uh, we are live, PSB Studios. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan to day for peace of mind visit pdcenterlv.com rob ritchie farmers insurance 702-335-5744 702-335-5744 laborers union 872 the builders of allegiant stadium and the las vegas ballpark home of the aviators Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Yeah, we're coming at you live on a big-time Monday. It is SportsX Radio, 101.5 on the FM side, KDWN, the talk of Las Vegas. Also streaming on the World Wide Web at your Odyssey app. Uh, jump on your phone. You get a chance. It's super clear. You can hear myself, Chris Wynn, along with my co-host Mark Hoke here on this Monday in for Ken Thompson on SportsX Radio live from the PSB our live studios as well, too, is uh, we've got all kinds of action across the board. College basketball tournaments are underway, folks, in, in full force. And uh, you've got a large number of them here in Las Vegas going down. You've had some finals, uh, some games just go final in uh, the, the last coming moments. You've got uh, NBA action still in play with the Sacramento Kings up 111-91 over the New Orleans Pelicans in Sacktown with seven minutes left in that tilt. That game in Denver went final, 118-113 the final as the Nuggets get the win over the Toronto Raptors. And we have some teams that are headed towards the semifinals in the Big Sky. Weber State knocks off Sacramento State 70-64, the final there. North Dakota State, nice win, 89-79 over South Dakota State in the Summit League Championship semifinal. They're headed to the championship game as well, too. And a team headed to the championship game in the CAA, Mark Hoke. Is the Charles is College of Charleston? They knock off Towson. Oh, that was tight. Seventy-seven, seventy-two. That game was tight down the wire, right? Yeah, they were. There were was not much time left, and that was a one-point game. Yeah, no question so, about it. That and and that's 
that would have been an absolute disaster for College of Charleston. No, no He's doubt. He's been kind of hovering around the top 25, but not a big win on their resume, even though they're 29 and 3. And that would have been. That would have been a test for the committee, and, well, they're still not out of the woods yet either. So they're the two seed in that tournament. As Mark Hook pointed out to me, in the break, the Horizon League championship game is going to feature two teams not expected to be there, right? As Northern Kentucky knocks off Youngstown State 75-63 earlier, they'll be in the final, and it looks like, and uh, it doesn't look like, they're going to be taking on Oral Roberts. As Oral Roberts gets the win 70-65 to over St. Thomas uh, a score that I mentioned earlier. That's so. that, that's Summit League. Cleveland State is the Horizon League. Or excuse, excuse me, Cleveland State gets the yeah, win yeah. in a, in a matchup. Uh, Cleveland State gets the win as I'm flowing through seventy or ninety three eighty over Milwaukee in that other semifinal. Yeah. So and that and yes, that's I the stand one, corrected. That's yeah. the one and two teams knocked out of that tournament. And Youngstown State hadn't been there for a long time. A pretty. Uh, Pretty disappointing finish to their regular season. Well, they, they'll be they'll probably go into the NIT, but yeah. but wow, that's kind of a tough break with the old Cleveland State Vikings. We were talking about that on the break. Yeah, so a lot of the smaller tournaments, right? They're winding down their tournaments towards championship games and semifinals, Mark. And uh, I'll get a chance uh, on Wednesday. I'm be heading over to the Thomas and Mack Center here in Las Vegas to catch the first three games of the Mountain West Conference Championship on the men's side. On the women's side, have to give some love to Lindy LaRocque, who's Ken Thompson has had on this show, SportsX Radio, head coach of the UNLV women. They are abs- they absolutely steamrolled their rival today, Mark Hoke. Ah. D- down at the Thomas and Mack Center, it was an absolute bloodbath as the, the Lady Running Rebels get the victory. They're headed to uh, the next round of, of the Mountain West Tournament. Uh, they look very much like the number one seed on the women's side of that tournament. So uh, a lot of props to the uh, Lady Running Rebels for uh, getting it done big time against their rivals, Nevada, in the yeah. game today. And, the, and they sh- even if a disaster might strike, they should be an at-large team. But I actually did look at their, their schedule this year, and they don't have a lot of any a, a big-time win on their schedule. I think you know, they lost, they've only got two losses. I think they lost to Oklahoma State, and I think it was Pacific was the other one. Mm-hmm. But they don't have that marquee win that would say, yeah, you know, we – you know, got we've got something to hang our hat on. So I, I mean, I think they should be okay with you know that win tool. I mean, they're going to be in the thirty win range, so that should get them in the tournament. But you know, don't. But if I were them, don't lose in this upcoming semifinal. You know, yeah. don't. And so it tips off early, Mark, on Wednesday for the Mountain West, as we have a matchup between Colorado State and Fresno State at eleven a.m. here locally. For for the uh, first round action there, and then the one thirty game features the local team UNLV running Rebels will take on Air Force, a game that was Mark Hoke. It was fifty four fifty three the final the last t- time these two teams played mm. each other. Just a right. knockdown drag out fight. UNLV got a big win on the road up in Reno on Saturday, a game they weren't expected to win, and uh, it was the difference between them playing in the eleven o'clock game or the one thirty game. In, in, in the matchup on Wednesday, and they get the win over Nevada, and they possibly knocked Nevada out of any consideration when it came to an at-large bid. We're going to talk about some of these teams on the bubble that we like and some of the teams that could make, it, could make a dent when it comes to March Madness, but Nevada could be up against it. They might have to go super deep in the, in the Mountain West Tournament to get an at-large bid, and even then they might be on the outside looking in as one of the teams because the Mountain West Conference just isn't that great this year. 
and you got the likes of San Diego State, and you like Boise State as well, too. But there just there isn't a lot of uh, quality teams at the top of this conference. Well, you know, I actually am going to disagree with you a little bit on that because, you know, I took a look at a lot of those teams' resumes, and I think that you have five teams there that actually have potential to get into the tournament. With the bubble being so weak, you know, I think New Mexico, Nevada, um, and oh, I'm forgetting who the other one is. Utah so know, State. And Utah, Utah State, State. You're thinking of And Utah because State. Because I have four. So I'll let you do your five and then I'll counter. I, I think those five teams have a shot. And depending on how well they play in this tournament, you know, there's, there's going to be an elimination game there coming up. Yeah, let, I me, think. let me rephrase, I guess, what I was saying. Because I would agree with you. I, I think it's four. I don't think it's five. I, I think New Mexico is probably on the outside looking in. Absolutely. If if the circumstances present themselves, right, where you get a Utah State going and winning, winning the, well, obviously if they win, they're in. But if they even make it to the championship game, I think Utah State has a real shot of getting in. Because you look at a lot of these, these setups as far as the 68 of the teams that get in, Utah State, a lot of a lot of experts, right, and talking heads have Utah State an 11th seed, I believe, in, in right now. Yeah, you know, they're, even they're, before the tournament start, they're very bubbly. So they're very bubbly. You've got, of course, you know, Boise State again, a team that is expected to go pretty deep in this tournament. But if they don't, they I think they could be in jeopardy of not making the tournament. You know, if say if they lose. You know, in the in the matchup in in their in their first game of the tournament, right? It could get a little sketchy for Boise State. I don't necessarily think they're automatically in, regardless of what they do in the Mountain West tournament. San Diego State, I think, is in. I think they're in. I don't think they're going to lose in the first round game anyway. But even if they did, I think I, I just think that they're gonna, they're going to be. A, I think what's going to happen is if San Diego State loses early or even loses before the championship game. There's going to be two teams out of the Mountain West guaranteed to get in the NCAA tournament. Uh, obviously, the team that wins the tournament is going to get in, and then then San Diego State I think gets in. But there's all as you just talked about. There's all kinds of scenarios that kind of present themselves as far as teams getting to either the semifinal or the final that is going to make a difference as to how they're looked at nationally. Right. You to get the, into the big dance in the final field of sixty-eight. Like I'm, you know? I, you know, I'll pull a couple schedules here real right. fast. Utah State actually, you know, has a win on Utah Valley, which was winning their conference. Bradley had a good year; they were second in their conference. Santa Clara, uh, they beat they beat Oral Roberts, who's a, got a I think twenty-eight or twenty-nine wins this year. Yeah, um, you know, wins over San Francisco and Loyola Marymount. So and uh, beat Washington State. So it's a that's a decent resume. Uh, for uh, for Utah State, and let's see. Let me let me pull Nevada here real quick, just for fun. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll talk while you're while you're checking it out. So the the other game, obviously, that's on Wednesday is that matchup between New Mexico and Wyoming. Wyoming's not going anywhere, right? And, no, and if they win, then good. New Mexico is really going to be hurt. You know, if if New Mexico loses in that first round game to Wyoming, but New Mexico wins that game, moves on, and then again, yes, I do. Obviously, they have you know. When you have uh, you know the offensive potential that New Mexico has, right? When you got Jamal Mashburn Jr. and those guys, you know House and those guys that can that can that can that can fill it up, it's a very dangerous team. When you look at the Lobos and they could absolutely make a dent. So I guess I'm going to kind of concede to you a little bit here. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to jump on the mark. I'm I'm going to agree with Mark Hoke here. I'm going yeah. to I'm going I'm to throw the the Lobos in the mix here because it could get wild. With yeah, this Mountain West, yeah, and here's, if you get the Blobos 
going deep into this tournament, and it's and I think they're going to get kind of a good foothold with a, with a win on Wednesday over Wyoming. Yeah, New Mexico. So. Here's their their wins. Uh, Nevada's win schedule I looked was pretty shaky. Uh, they've got wins. New Mexico's got wins on Iona, who's winning their conference. Uh, they beat San Francisco, which was an, an okay win. Uh, they beat St. Mary's, and that's probably that's the one that they can really hang their hat on. And it might be the best win outside of San Diego State at conference. So, and they they blew SMU out too. So they they've got a they you know, and that that St. Mary's wins a kind of a big one for New Mexico to hang yeah. their hat on. So I would probably say Nevada would be the fifth team out of the five. But who you know? But we'll see how the bracket shakes out. And you can't overstate that loss to, to UNLV on Saturday. I I, I think it absolutely hurts. Yeah. Nevada, the Wolfpack, it really does. You got to win that game. They choked it away at the end. They had a bunch of chances. They were basically up five or six, I believe, with around a minute forty left, and they had a couple of two free throw chances that they missed all four free throws. So I mean, you just can't lose that way to a team that you're clearly better than. On uh, you know when you're on you're on the bubble, you're smack dab on the bubble, getting to the big dance. So that was that was a tough loss for them. And so you have the weird schedule coming up, right? You got the you got the, the three Wednesday games, and then you got. A matchup, uh, essentially a quarterfinal matchup, with Nevada taking on San Jose State in that Thursday matchup, where that's a matchup that's already set. You got San Diego State that's going to play the winner of uh, of uh, one of the earlier games on Wednesday, and then you got Boise State and Utah State both waiting for teams as well too. So that's the only set matchup on Thursday in the Mountain West. Yeah, that is that San Jose State team, which could absolutely knock off Nevada, Mark. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, uh, they could. Tim Miles has done a solid job there for San Jose State, my friend. Look, he did a great job at Colorado State, making them relevant. At he North did a, Dakota State, at, my friend. He took NDSU to the He was awesome. He was awesome at North Dakota State, mm-hmm. and he was good at Nebraska, too. Nebraska, nobody cared about basketball in Nebraska before Tim Miles got there. He actually made them relevant. They were yep. decent. He sent some guys to the NBA. Uh, Mikey Moore, I think, was one of the guys he sent. There's a couple other guys he sent, too. The point being is that N- Nebraska is football, okay? We talk about schools around the country that are football schools. Nebraska's one of them, all right? They're not a basketball school. Tim Miles made people actually care about basketball when he was there. Uh, we understand what went down there. He, was, it, 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 he went south, and he ends up at San, San Jose State, but it's a benefit for San Jose State. And for this team to be a five seed and for UNLV to, you know, not to be Ugh. is kind of an indictment of, uh, of Kevin Kruger and his team. Uh, I was on another show today, Mark, and we interviewed Kevin Kruger and talked to him, and, and uh, we were flat-out honest with him. Like, look, I mean, the, the – the sentiment in Vegas is that he hasn't done a great job this year, right? We understand that he's Lon Kruger's son. He has the last name Kruger, and it probably had a lot to do with him getting the job here at UNLV. But he didn't have much experience coming here to UNLV. He was When I think about how coaches should proceed with their careers, I think you need to go to a smaller school, right, a smaller conference, and kind of get some seasoning as a head coach. I think that's important especially for a, a guy like Kevin Kruger. I think it's important. Todd Simon's done that at Southern Utah, where you know he was the interim coach here at UNLV for a short period for a cup of coffee, and then he got, he got the gig at Southern Utah, and he's turned them into a pretty good team. They're going to be a, a, a factor in the WAC tournament coming up here in Vegas. But Kevin Kruger never had to do that. He goes and get his first ever head coaching job happens to be at, a, at one of his alma maters, yes, and it happens to be in the Mountain West Conference, and I think he's in a little bit over his head, and it's kind of shown this season in that 
the running Rebels have lost a lot of games they shouldn't have lost this year. And they get the big win on the road, obviously, to close the season out. So we'll see how they respond going into the Mountain West Tournament. Well, I, I think there's two factors that I think you guys are being a little bit tough on him. Mm-hmm. So number one, he just got in here. You know, This is second year. I mean, and tr- brought a lot of guys in via transfer. It's going to take some time to put some things together, number one. And Absolutely. That, and, and, and number two, the Mountain West turned out to be a lot tougher than everybody thought it was going to be this year. You know, I'll be honest with you. I thought this conference was, you know, no offense to everybody out there. I thought this conference was going to be garbage this season. I really did. I was like San Diego State and everybody else was going to be. And I had to to say, I probably agree with you. I think I agreed with you. I think I was, that was kind of the approach I took too. Yeah. Is that they weren't going to. I I think you just, I think you got to be a little more patient. I think you got to give a guy time to put a program together. And, you know, UNLV is an interesting place to coach college sports period you know football yeah. basketball you know it's 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 an it's a weird place in in terms of recruiting in terms of you know the city still has a little bit you know you get outside of the valley we all live here we know what it's like but to to grandma who's taking care of that kid or you know the single mom or the parents that don't get around very much to think oh i don't know do i really want my kid going to las vegas it's all crazy in Las Vegas. They have a perception of and, what of what the of what the the experience is going to be, right? Mark? Right, and yeah. I and I think that some things need to be done in terms of. I mean, the NIL. I I cannot understand why we don't get NIL money to these guys, because you would think, I and mean, we're we're one of the bigger media markets, not not top five, but it's it's a pretty big media market, and you have so much money in this town that you can't fundraise enough to really sweeten the deal for some of these guys coming in football and basketball wise, I I don't get it. And that, you know, that comes from the boosters that comes from the athletic department. They've got to do a better job wrangling some coin together because there's no reason you can't put together a, a put together great men's teams in this city. There really isn't. So, you know, I, I, I think there's some outside factors and some perceptions that people have to get past. And, you know, I mean, you and I live here. We know how great this city is and how much fun it is to live here now, especially with Legion Stadium being open. I mean, I drive Uber, too, and it, yeah. there's no off-season anymore. Mm-mm. It is every weekend. There's something fun going on, you know, and and who wouldn't want to be, you know, a college kid being a part of that? I mean, I went to Fargo, for God's sake. <laughs> Right, I didn't get this, man. It's great. Yeah, it's it is great. So you know, man, I sound like I should be on the recruiting team at UNLV. You should. You should be sporting <laughs> some scarlet and gray, my friend, and uh, bringing some ball players there to uh, the run rebels. Let me push back a little bit though, as far as what you said, as far as Cam Kruger, right? Because you made comments mm-hmm. regarding you know, give him a leash, right, it, for all intents and purposes, right? Like a get, let him more, yeah. let him get his foothold, right? There's a difference. There's a difference between letting him get his foothold and saying you know, and and, and letting him kind of get his feet wet, right, with this with this job here at UNLV. And then there's the situation when you're in. A the middle of a Mountain West season, and you're losing to teams you shouldn't lose to, right? No, I, I, I mean, and you're making coaching mistakes, and you're making th- and, and and it's and it's blatantly obvious, right? So there's a little bit of difference there. So I that's where I push back a little bit because you know, as as someone who's covered this team all year long and gone to pretty much every game, there are situations in which he has made mistakes, right? And he has, uh, and and it's been because of a lack of experience, quite frankly, and and it's because he hasn't been put in this position before, so. 
I think that, uh, yeah, there's absolute merit to what you're saying as far as give them, give them a leash, but the, uh, they're also, uh, to bottom line it a little bit here, they've lost some teams they shouldn't have lost to. They've, yeah. lo- they've lost some games to teams that are not as good as they are, on uh, not as good of basketball clubs as they are, and that that's not something that shouldn't happen. So uh, to me, I think that uh, he does have to take responsibility for that yeah, on that uh, level yeah, in some I'll, way. And I'll agree, and I, and I yeah. think – I think you, like I said, you also have a situation where you're trying to to mesh a, a lot of new personalities into mm-hmm. this really quickly, and I and there it's such a debate on, you know, especially in college basketball, you know, how much do you dive into the portal? Right. Are, you know, do you bring, do you kind of use it to fill in a hole, or do you use it to completely, you know, like Texas Tech did a couple of years yeah. ago when they transferred half the team in. You know, it's and then you're taking a chance on, you know, well, why did this kid not work out here and he's going to work out for me? And, you know, was it just a bad fit? And then you're going to find out one way or the other. The transfer portal, you know, and then they went that route and that transfer portal can be really tricky. Yeah, to your point that you just made, they did go that route, and they brought in some guys, and it's been hit or miss, right? They hit with R.J. Harkless has been great, right? Transfer out of Texas. He's been tremendous, been the leading scorer. They missed on Jordan McCabe, right? They brought Jordan McCabe in from West Virginia. Bobby Huggins uh, recruited him there, and a lot of us have asked the question all year long, how did this guy even end up at West Virginia? Because he's been non-existent, Mm. and he's he's really struggled. So – uh, it's men kind of hit or miss, but that is the philo- you're right. You're exactly right. That is the philosophy of Kevin Kruger. He's like I'm. I'm. I am a transfer guy, transfer portal guy. Right. I'm not necessarily going to be the guy that's going and recruiting high school seniors. All you know. I'm. I'm going to take the transfer approach. That's kind of my style and the way I approach it. And we'll see if it ends and, up shaking out and being a positive here at UNLV. And that's hard too because you know. Yeah. I mean, I I've never I've I've coached a college club team, but I never. But one thing I did, I coached a lot of club, uh, cl- really high level volleyball teams in club ball, and you see, oh my God, boy, I would love, I'd love to have that guy. I'd love to have that guy. And you go around and you're trying to, you know, get all these guys in here. But then sometimes you and girls, but sometimes you find out that, oh, that kid that may have been that all star ish type player is not the type of player I actually wanted on my team. Yes, and. Finding out about that character, uh, you know, can be very, very difficult. And and you know whether been hit or miss, you know, it's it's tough. Yeah. It's really tough. You know, so there's there's a lot of re- you got to do your research when you des- decide go portal. You know, it's not like when you recruit and you're like, okay, I know a high school kid. I get to talk to his coach. I get to talk to his parents. I get to talk to his teammates. I get to talk to the mailman down the street. You don't get to do that with the transfer. So yeah. it's interesting. One conference tournament game still going live action right now, and it's down at the Orleans Arena here in Las Vegas. West Coast Conference tournament semifinal. Gonzaga 30-21 with the lead over the Dons of San Francisco in that tilt there. The Bulldogs looking to advance to the finals for, it seems like, every year for the last like, 15, 20 years, Mark, that uh, they played in that tournament final. So Gonzaga looking pretty good there with seven minutes left in 
that first half. Let's take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk about some of the bigger conferences, Mark. The Power Five are are on their way to their destinations for their conference tournaments. What do we think is going to happen with some of these teams? You're talking about some of the best teams in the country that are going to be vying for a national championship, and their conference tournaments are right around the corner. It's SportsX Radio coming away live here from Las Vegas, PSBR Studios. Chris Wynn, Mark Hoke in for Kent Thompson on your radio, 101.5 on the FM side and streaming on the World Wide Web at Odyssey. Oh, my gosh, you can't go wrong. Going back to my mid-Michigan days in the 80s, Mark Hoke. A little more stay in the time. Come on now, my friend. Top notch. It's my jungle love. You can't yeah. go wrong. It's Sports oh, X Radio, oh, oh. and you got Morris Day in the time. Dig it. Beautiful. And you got all this college hoops going on right now. Only live game going down right now. Gonzaga taking on San Francisco here in Vegas. Uh, we'll get to the scoreboard a little bit uh, as we get closer to wrapping up the show. But uh, got to jump into some of the uh, Power Five conferences, Mark, oh, man. when it comes to March Madness because the conference tournament's about to get underway across the country from Chicago and beyond. And uh, you got not only some very competitive conference tournaments about to go down, but you have, as Mark Hoke and myself pointed out at the top of this show, a lot of teams that can win a national championship this year. It's just flat out wide open. I mean, there's, there's teams that, that, uh, that may, you may not even be talking about right now in college basketball that are going to be in the tournament and could win the national championship. Some of those teams reside in the Big Ten, Mark Hoke, as the uh, Big Ten First round will go down Wednesday, March 8th, in Chicago at the United Center. You've got double-digit seeds playing each other in Wisconsin, Ohio State, Nebraska, and Minnesota. You've got four teams in Purdue, Michigan State, Northwestern, Indiana, essentially getting buys, if you want to call it, till the quarterfinals on Friday. And then you've got some intriguing matchups also, though, in that second round with teams like Michigan and Rutgers, Illinois, and Penn State. And there are some prognosticators, if I can get it out, Mark, that are predicting you could see double-digit teams in the Big Ten making March Madness this year. And you take a look at the odds for teams to win this conference tournament, just the conference tournament. You've got, obviously, the Purdue Boilermakers at the top at plus 160. You've got Northwestern, Indiana, Michigan State, Iowa behind and significantly behind them when it comes to winning this conference tournament. But then you've got a number of teams that are going to not only just playing to, uh, to go deep in the tournament, but playing for their NCAA tournament bids, right? With Rutgers, Penn State, and Michigan, Illinois, some of these teams. I mean, it, 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 it's going to be super intriguing, to say the least, to see how this all shakes out with the Big Ten tournament and how it, how it matters as far as these teams jumping into the into March Madness coming up in a couple of weeks. How did Illinois end up a seven seat? I mean, can you believe that? This this, this Big Ten is absolutely nuts. And and, and just as an example, you know, I'm a Penn State guy, so I've been following the team. Yeah. Senior laden team. Had they not blew a game against Nebraska here late 
and blown and that absolutely let that one get away from Rutgers and maybe beaten Wisconsin once, they would have been the two seed. They're ten. That's how close this conference is. You take a t- and, and like a team like Penn State has beaten. They didn't beat Purdue, but they beat everybody else. Yeah, they beat everybody else except, of course, Rutgers and Wisconsin. Go figure. This conference is just going to be insane, and I don't know if they're going to get ten, but I I think nine is a is a real possibility. I really do. I, I'd be looking at Purdue, Michigan State, Northwestern, Indiana. I think I think those teams are in. Um, Maryland should be in. Illinois should be in. Iowa got the five seed. They should be in. I think Michigan and Rutgers is probably an elimination game. And I, I think Penn State did enough to get in. They're it's gonna be they're gonna be close. But if they beat Illinois, I think they're a lock. So you're looking at you're looking at nine or ten teams to, to make this tournament. So Mark, you want to talk about some funky numbers? Let me throw this at you, my friend. All right. So I, I, I don't understand how a team that's probably going to be a Penn, uh, a Penn State Nittany Lions are probably going to be an NCAA tournament team, right? How are they plus 2,500 to win this conference tournament? You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like outrageous to me that they're that long of odds to win this tournament. I get it, I guess, you know, because you're going to put these, you know, these other nine teams ahead of them you know, because it's Vegas. That's what they do. But it just seems to me that seems outrageous that they're, you're that much of a long shot to win the conference tournament, but you're, you're a team that's most likely going to be in the big dance. I think for them, number one, they've just been a, they've been in a little bit inconsistent, mm-hmm. but also they do not have an easy road. I mean, Illinois is going to be. I, I mean, I'm more scared about Illinois than Northwestern. Penn State just whacked Northwestern in Evanston of last week, which was probably one of the ones that, between that and Maryland that wrapped their seat up. But but then you got Indiana if they if they would get there, and I just. I like Indiana a lot, and I'm not going to be surprised if they win this tournament. I, I, as Purdue just seems like something's just the wheels, a wheel's kind of shaking a little bit. You know what I mean? Just hasn't quite been there. I, I, I got a good feeling Indiana's probably going to win this tournament. Indiana is a quality basketball team. I had a chance to see them play here against Arizona here in Vegas at the beginning of the season. Obviously, you know a lot has changed since then. But this this is a team that to get, not only can win the Big Ten champ, I could absolutely see the Indiana Hoosiers possibly going to a Final Four. That's how yeah. good this team could be. Now you could also could say that about the Purdue Boilermakers. I don't know if Northwestern's a Final Four team. Uh, I, I don't. I, I obviously I'm a Michigan State guy. I don't think Michigan State is a Final Four team, although they played pretty well here down the stretch to get to to solidify themselves as a tournament team. They're going to get in, but a team that's very interesting, Mark, is the Michigan Wolverines. Juwan Howard and his team had some struggles as of late. Lost some games that they probably should have won here down the stretch, and that would have really gave them a, a great chance to be in the tournament field. It looks like they still could squeak in, but this is a Wolverines team that, uh, you know, if they lose to Rutgers in that game, right, on Thursday, that's trouble. it could get a little dicey for those uh, folks up there in Ann Arbor for this Michigan team to get in the, into the big dance. Yeah, I mean, they have some good wins on their resume, mm-hmm. but but the thing is, the, you know, you're saying that about Michigan, and the thing is we could say this about almost any one of those group of seven or eight teams right. in the Big Ten. You know, why aren't they... Whatever. Well, we don't know. And what's going to be really interesting is when we get to the NCAA tournament, when a bunch of them get in, and they will, what they do. Now, you may see a lot of them getting six, seven, eight, nine, ten seeds, mm-hmm. which at they are that means they are not expected to get to the Sweet 16. 
So maybe everybody's going to be, oh, you know, they only won X amount of games and, you know, only Purdue got through or whatever. They're a bad conference. But (laughs) I don't think it's a bad conference. I just think that they are all pretty good teams that have just beaten the hell out of each other like I have never seen in a major conference ever. It's, It's unreal. Let's head to the conference with the number one team in the nation. And uh, we're not normally saying this, right, about uh, the folks from Tusk from Tuscaloosa. But uh, not only are they a powerhouse when it comes to football, this year in basketball, folks, number one team in the country. Of course, I'm talking about the Southeastern Conference, and uh, their tournament tips off on Wednesday as well, too, with those double-digit seeds playing each other with South Carolina, Ole Miss, Georgia, and LSU going at it. But you've got the Crimson Tide there. Mark, as the number one seed, you got Missouri, a quality basketball club, uh, as the number four seed in that conference. And of course, Texas A&M and Kentucky. What do you think shakes out with this tournament? Because, look, I, I mean, Tennessee sitting there at the five seed, I think, is absolutely a live dog, if you want to call it, to win this tournament. And uh, you look at some of the tournament odds, and right now, it's it's kind of jumbled between Kentucky and Texas A&M as far as the second team that could win that conference Alabama right now plus 150 to win that conference championship and then you've got uh, uh you know the, the Tennessee Volunteers sitting at that I, I gotta say Mark Hoke that juicy number excuse me at plus 300 to win the SEC conference tournament there there there's going to be some battles in this SEC tournament going down at Bridgestone Arena in do, Nashville. Do you know who the 10 seed is in this tournament, Chris? Uh, the 10 the, the seed would be the... Was That's the, Arkansas. Uh, is the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas is Eric the Musselman at the helm, my friend. Yes. Now, now, they've had some injuries and some problems, but that's kind of crazy. They ended up being 10th in the conference. But I, I, I got to say, I like I like Tennessee getting to the semis. They've got Missouri. and I. But, you know, Tennessee's been you know, having some injury troubles, and they've been gacking a couple of games off here and there, but then they go and win a big one. I, you know, A&M is playing pretty consistently right now. And, I mean, I would I like Alabama to win it, but, you know, they're obviously having some issues there in, uh, in Alabama with, uh, you know, some players being bad. But I, I really only see this probably as a five-bid league, unless maybe Arkansas gets on a big run. I, I, I think... I think uh, obviously Bama's in there. You know they're going to be a, probably number one seed, but Kentucky generally has been playing well lately. They should be in. A and M's in. Uh, Tennessee should be in, and Missouri's in. The Auburn, the Auburn Arkansas game might get some people's attention. I gotta say, Mark, you look at these odds. They might they agree with your assessment as far as Arkansas, right? Because this is a weird conference in that you look at the seeding has nothing to do with their odds to win the mm. conference tournament, my friend. you got the Missouri Tigers, the number four seed in the, t- in the tournament, right? Missouri Tigers, number four seed. They're plus 2,500 2, to win yeah. the tournament. The Tennessee Volunteers are plus 300. They're the fifth seed, right? You talked about the Arkansas Razorbacks. They're plus 1,200 as the 10th seed. And you've got Mississippi State there at plus 5,000 as the number nine seed. And the Auburn Tigers as a number seven seed at plus twelve hundred, the same odds as Arkansas. So it's kind of it's just all over the place. Yeah, I think it's kind of you know, as far for, as the predictions to win that conference championship, yeah, right? As for, far as the tournament, yeah. For Missouri, yeah. you know, their road is probably going to go through would have to go through Tennessee, and then the you know their four seed, which means they would end up probably playing Alabama. You think they're going to beat Tennessee and Alabama? I don't think so. No. no, I mean, and then they still have to get to the final. 
This don't be shocked if A and M wins this tournament. I might, I, you know, that might be a pizza bet, as Brad Powers likes to say. I like to hear that. Hey, what about this Vanderbilt Commodores team? No. Right, obviously Jerry Stack, our, no. uh, you know, uh, head coach of this team now, and they get that big emotional. He was all emotional right after that win over, I believe, Tennessee. Right, the, uh, yeah, about three days ago. And right. uh, you don't think they can make any noise too when it comes to this tournament? Just too yeah. inconsistent. And uh, they're going to probably end up playing Kentucky, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. Don't even worry about that, those first round teams. They're they're not good. So I I don't know. I, but you know, an Auburn's an interesting team too that just keeps finding ways to blow games. I don't know what's going on, Bruce Pearl's guys. But they they get an, for their NCAA tournament bids. Mm-hmm. They get Arkansas in round one. And then if they win that, then they would go and play Texas A&M. And if they could pull those two wins out, oh, boy, it makes it interesting for the selection committee with Auburn. So I know we got to get to a quick break, but let's jump re- real quickly over yeah, to the American good. Athletic Conference because you got the number one uh, Houston Cougars, right, number mm-hmm. one seed there, a team that can win the national championship essentially. And uh, you got some very intriguing teams in this conference as well too with Memphis, Tulane, Temple, and Cincinnati all sitting there as well. And uh, even some teams that are playing on Thursday in that those first-round games – whether it be you know maybe a Wichita State right with the Shockers who are in a good game down with in, against uh, Tulane uh, just last week that was down in New Orleans that I saw and you've also got teams like UCF and some others. What do you think? Uh, can anybody challenge the Houston Cougars when it comes to the uh, American Athletic Conference? Uh, Memphis will give them a fight in the final, yeah. but I Temple was you know when they beat Houston, it was like oh my god you know this is a pretty good team and then they just couldn't follow it up. And I, I just don't see anybody outside of Houston and Memphis getting to that final. I really don't. And I and I think it's a two-bid league. I, and, I, and it's reflected in the odds to win the championship tournament. You've got Houston at minus 300, right? The top team in the conference, minus 300. Everybody else is plus money. Yeah, right? Memphis, and Memphis will, Tigers are plus 450 as the number two seed. You've got Tulane. At, and then it jumps big time, right? It jumps to Cincinnati at plus 1,200, who's the fourth seed. And then you got Tulane, the Green Wave at plus twenty two hundred. So yeah, it's it's a clear cut. You know, you get you you get the idea, right, Mike? Right. That uh, the Houston Cougars are going to be tough to beat. Yeah, there's, to there's just you know looking at those resumes for those teams. Really, it's it's Houston and Memphis, and there's I would be stunned if anyone, if, you know, unless they would somehow pull the upset, yeah. I'd be stunned if we, you got anybody else from the American in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. That's the voice of Mark Hoke. I'm Chris Wynn. We're in for Kent Thompson here. Sports X Radio coming your way live on a big-time Monday. We still have the ACC. Going to talk a little Pac-12 and uh, probably close it out with what I think is the best conference in college basketball this year, the Big 12, where you've got just a gauntlet of teams that uh, could uh, not only uh, do some damage when it comes to their conference tournament, but they can also, uh, when March Madness rolls around, we're going to be talking about a lot of these basketball teams. It's coming your way on a big-time Monday. Chris Wynn, Mark Hoke, Sports X Radio, closes things out on the way back. How can you go wrong with a chubby checker on a big-time Monday, SportsX Radio, with Mark Hoke and Chris Wynn 
holding down the fort for the Grinch, Ken Thompson. He'll be back in the house tomorrow. Then he'll be live out at Steiner's Pub on Wednesday with all this college hoopla going down here in Vegas from the Pac-12 to the Big West to the Mountain West to the WAC and even in the West Coast Conference, which has the uh, only live game going right now with Gonzaga taking on San Francisco in that tilt. But uh, College Hoops is about to uh, hit you, the USA hard, folks, across the country. And uh, we'll get into some of the, you know, the, the uh, power conferences and uh, close things out here on a big-time Monday. Let's head out to the Greensboro Coliseum, Mark Hoke, and oh. Greensboro, North Carolina, the Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament. As uh, you have the Miami Hurricanes, what is this, the 1980s football season? As the number one seed in the, Atlanta, the ACC, you've got Duke, Virginia, and Clemson rounding out the top four who get buys to the quarterfinal. Second round action, a matchup between number eight Syracuse and Wake Forest will headline that with Pittsburgh, North Carolina, and NC State the lower seeds getting the bye to the second round. And then first-round matchups with the Florida State Seminoles and Georgia Tech, Boston College, Louisville, and Virginia Tech, and Notre Dame rounding things out. But it sets up some super intriguing matchups, Mr. Hoke, when it comes to this conference. And, uh, of course, I make, my eyes make a beeline to that number four line where the Blue Devils, of course, you know, a perennial national championship contender sitting there with a four seed after finishing off the season strong and making very making all these other teams in the ACC very nervous, Mr. Marco. They should be, too, because yeah. Duke is playing very, very well. Those kids may have finally figured it out. And they have a, they've got a very interesting bracket. I think they get Pitt, they'll win. And then it would probably be a showdown with Miami, which, if you remember what happened the last time they played, massive controversy at the end of that game. Yeah. Boy, don't be surprised if Duke wins this tournament. I, I mean, I, I I really like Miami. I think they're a good team, but I think that might be the final a little round early. Yeah, so. exactly, and it, it, it's reflected in the odds to win the tournament, right? Because this is one of those tournaments where you've got the number two seed is you know uh, is shorter odds to win to win this tournament. You got Virginia at minus three at plus three hundred, Miami at plus three forty. Now that obviously, Mark reflects in the bracket, right? It's right. where Virginia sits, where you, you know, you're facing, you know, North Carolina and possibly Clemson or NC State as opposed to facing Duke or, you know, even a Pittsburgh, right? Or or uh, you know, an upstart Syracuse team. So, it's reflected in the bracket, but it just goes to show you that uh, it could get kind of wild. Yeah, that's the ACC tournament. Yeah, that two side is really intriguing because the North Carolina wins their first game, they get Virginia and that is probably going to be for North Carolina's tournament life. Yes, no they, question about if it. They will need to win that game, or in my opinion, they are out. And, you know, Clemson would probably be seeing good chance they're going to see NC State, and I think that's an elimination game, too, for the NCAA tournament. I think losers out on that one. Yes. So, boy, that, that very intriguing uh, possible quarterfinals in that tournament. Madison Square Garden, New York ah. City, hosts the Big East Conference Tournament. Now, now the big, it's, not, it's not a traditional Big East, right, Mark? I mean, I look at these teams. I think you see a lot of Missouri Valley teams in there, teams that are from other you know, AAC teams that used to be in those conferences. But it's still very formidable, right? Oh, and it's man. intriguing to see some of these matchups as you've got the number one seed in Marquette there. But, again, 
they're the number one seed in the tournament, but they're not even favored to win the tournament. The Connecticut Huskies what? are the team that's favored no. to win this tournament. Wow. At, Holy uh, cow. That's yes. ridiculous. And it's uh, they're favored to win this big, I mean, which is kind of crazy, you know, because they're the four seed. So, I mean, you've got Xavier here. You've got Creighton, the Blue Jays, as I talked about, a former Missouri Valley team. And uh, and you've got some other upstart teams in Providence and even Villanova that could make some noise here. What do you think when you take a look at this Big East bracket and see Marquette sitting there at the top with the top seed? But uh, absolutely, some teams that could that could knock them off. I can't believe that. I, I think Connecticut has been the most overrated team all year long. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like Connecticut. I don't know what it is. I've just seen some bad results and. You know, I, I remember when they got off to that hot start, it was like, oh, you, Connecticut might go undefeated. And I'm like, are you insane? And they end up at double-digit losses. I, You know, Mar- Marquette is playing lights-out basketball right now. I really like them. I think Creighton's shaky. I think they're going to be in the tournament, though. I think Providence is going to be in the tournament. But Marquette has really done what they needed to do to stand out. And they're going to be they're going to be fighting for a one seed. And if they could really run through this tournament and stomp everybody, they're – they're going to do it, I, and I think I can't believe I can't believe they're not the favorite to win this tournament. Speaking of favorites to win the entire NCAA championship, I want to bounce real quick to the Big Twelve. Hopefully, have time here as we go down the down the stretch. But you've got number one Kansas, right? Who it looks like they could be the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they will play on Thursday. You've got Baylor and Iowa State already matched up on Thursday in that matchup for the Big Big Twelve championship tournament. Uh, Iowa State, the number five seed, obviously T. Jotzenberg. We're familiar with him here in Vegas, uh, and and people in the uh, I believe it's was it the the Summit League that he that he used to coach in when he coached at South coached at uh, South Dakota. That would be State? the Summit. Yep, that was the Summit League. Yeah, he used to coach there, but uh, he's been done a pretty solid job of the Cyclones there in Iowa in Ames, Iowa. You've got the number two t- seed here, Texas, a very interesting team, a team that many people think that can be an an, an actual actual uh, NCAA champion as well too. And then you got the Kansas State and TCU, and and oh look, there's just so many loaded teams this Big Twelve, right? Mark that uh, can make some serious noise, and you've got a eliminator. I think possibly for the NCAA tournament, right off the bat, West Virginia, Texas Tech. Uh-huh. Um, they're iffy, but they've both been playing well lately, so that's going to be intriguing. Oklahoma State's got Oklahoma, and they're trying to fight for their lives too. They and they're a team that may get the benefit of the doubt, even if they go down. But I think the rest of the teams are in. Uh, this is this conference has been brutal. I think the the, the committee is going to take that into consideration, no matter what. And uh, I I just wouldn't want to lose that West Virginia Texas Tech game. Quickly over to T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas. The Pac-12 championship goes down. The first round is on Wednesday. A number of matchups. Uh, a little more traditional kind of setup here, where you got most teams playing on Wednesday in the first round. But then you got number one UCLA, very interesting team. I believe just bounced up to number two in the national rankings. As well, too. So you got the Bruins, uh, one of the better players in the country, obviously, when you're talking about Jacquez and 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 those guys. But you've got the Oregon Ducks, Arizona, a team that could that could beat anybody in the country on any given night. And then there's Ken Thompson's USC Trojans, Mister Hoke. What do you think about some of the top teams in this conference? Uh, not only the prospects for winning this tournament, but also in the NCAA tournament. Uh, this will be UCLA, Arizona. I, I can't really? see anything. Anything changing in there? I think the the intrigue in this tournament is as long as Arizona State doesn't choke to Oregon State, USC Arizona State is an elimination game for the what would be the only other bid to me coming out of the uh, the Pac twelve. 
This is not a good year. Oregon, you know, gets there more by forfeit than anything else, but but they're not an NCAA team. So I, I, I think it's a three-bid team, and I think that that game will probably decide who's going to make it. So you don't see any shockers from maybe your Arizona State Sun Devils, Bobby Hurley and the boys, they're not maybe with that to, six seed, maybe making, <laughs> knocking off the Beavers in round one. They'll and then win maybe, that game. And then, and, and then maybe you know, up, upsetting USC in that second round. Well, no? that's what I'm saying. I think, yeah. I, think the, I think Arizona State, honestly, I think Arizona State's probably the third best team in that conference. Yes. I really do. So I'm not going to be surprised to see him get through, but then they'll run into Arizona, and Arizona going to smack him. It's been it's been a very fun big time Monday, Marco. Yeah. Great to join you here to top off to start the week off. Ken Thompson, your host, will be back for the rest of the week. He's going to have all kinds of stuff to talk about with the college basketball action in full swing across the board. Uh, big thanks to you, Mark, uh, for making the show sound good and uh, and co-hosting with me tonight. I'm Chris Wynn. Uh, you can find me all over social media. I'm at Christian Wynn on Twitter. You can find Mark at the Mark Hoke Show on Twitter. Find Sports X Radio, Sports X Radio on Twitter as well. Too and every night here, eight to ten p.m. Monday through Friday, one hundred one point five on the FM side, and find us on the Odyssey app too, streaming across the world wide web. For Mark Hoke and uh, for I really appreciate all of you listeners out there, Sports X Nation Radio. Get a chance to uh, Sports X Radio Nation, I should say. Get a chance to uh, listen in. It's been a lot of fun here to start your week off without question and. Uh, I am amped up, my friend, because I'm going to be bouncing around Las Vegas this week, checking out college basketball tournaments aplenty, and also catching some uh, other action as well, too, as we get it going.